Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first lecture uh, in Vital Transformation about basically how to read people by looking at their face, by looking at their palm. And uh, maybe I should give some history about where does it come from. Um, the first time that palm and face reading has been mentioned, it's actually in the Torah, in the portion called Jethro, in the book of Exodus. Moses is basically get into a situation where he need to choose people that he can inspire to help him guide the Israelite who just left the place of slavery into a place of leadership. So his father-in-law suggested he should choose the right people. And the way the discussion is happening about how to choose the right people is by looking at the palm of their hand and by looking at the face. Now, because I know it's a lot of information, a lot of details about how to read people, but the best way is basically we all somehow read people, but you don't know uh, right from wrong. Thank you for the watch right from wrong and wrong from right. Meaning that we all have somehow, you know, able to read, but we're not able to always come to a conclusion what it is that I'm reading because every human being is intuitive, every human being can see the truth, can see what's fake. You're going into a meeting, you're going on a date, you would know right away, you know, what's right, what's wrong, you're just not sure, is it you or is it them? It's a lot of confusion. And for that reason, the Torah, the five books of Moses in the portion named Jethro, and in the Zohar from Jethro, and a rabbi by the name of Rabbi Avraham Azulai, all of those people that I'm going to mention gather information that hopefully will be easy for us to understand more what is the front of us? Another introduction, <clears throat> why do we need to read people? And a lot of time, you know, reading people is fun. You go into a party, you look at the palm of the people's hand, everybody respects you, you become important. That's not necessarily the purpose. The purpose, based on the book of the Zohar, written 2,000 years ago, the purpose of being able to read people is for the sake of giving a certain direction, a way of life for those people to apply and through that to change, to grow and correct themselves to be in a better place. Because if you think about it, if you are going on the wrong direction, the end result will be wrong even if it seemed like I'm on the right direction. For that reason, many people who get married get divorced. Many people sign a deal, partnership with somebody. It's not lasting very long. So the whole concept of reading as it is, it's not just require intuition, which you already have. It's require more than intuition. It's require knowledge. It's require content that helping us eventually to read people in the best way we can. And through that, communicate better, create harmony with them, so through that 
we can do a lot of great things together. Now, I'm going to start with the palm of your hand. And basically, such a simple thing like the palm of your hand, your hands are talking. The finger are moving as somebody talks to you. We have something called body language. Everybody heard and know about it. You know, for example, if I will talk about, you know, just everybody please relax. You see, my hand is not relaxed, but I'm talking about relax. You will more look into my hand than into what I say. Because people are more observing, visualization of what they see than what they hear. Meaning that the picture means way more than the sound. After all, if you remember on Mount Sinai, it's written that all the nation of Israel saw the light or saw the sound. So when it's written that they saw the sound, how can you see a sound? And the idea is the five senses become as one. And then it was no different between your ears, your eyes, your nose. It's all become one. It's all become unified. Think about it. It's unbelievable, right? To see the sound. And I'm not saying using any drugs. I'm just saying to see the sound as it is. So let's go back to the hand. The fingers, basically, is you have normally five fingers on each hand. So the five representing a certain Kabbalistic term where the thumb is Keter, the, the index finger is Chokhmah, the middle finger is Bina, the ring finger is Zerapin, and the small, the pinky finger is basically Malchut. Same thing here. Together we have 10. 10, the 10 dimension in Kabbalah, this has to do with the 10 Sfirot. So both hands are important. Now, left hand is the past, right hand is your future. But we need to look at both ends because sometimes part of your present is still in the past. You're still leaving it because it didn't change. So a good reader will be able to look at both ends and make a decision what needs to be changed and what needs to be correct so the life of that individual will go in the right direction. So it's quite important thing to do a reading. A lot of people do astrological reading. It's good, but it's not as good as the palm reading or the face reading. The reason for that is because astrology or the planets is not affecting you as the body already been affected. Because what's written on your body, that's where you are, that's what you are. So it's exact to the 100% to the tip. Astrology, it depends. Where you live, did you move from New York to LA this week? What exactly happened? There is a lot of requirement in astrology and the astrologer that we have today don't know how to do what Abraham used to do 3,800 years ago. It's very different, but it's cool. I recommend to use astrology. It's a wonderful tool, but don't go with it 100%. It's good, but don't go with it. I use a lot of astrology in even in my reading, but it's not something that you can dwell on 100%. It's a suggest. It's a, it's a spice that you add to the food. When it's come to palm reading, as much as detail that I'm going to share with you, that's going to take you into a whole new direction. A little bit about me. I'm sure you know my name, Eliyahu Jian. So I became famous reader about 20 years ago. 
And of course, you become famous reader after you do a lot of reading to celebrity. So when celebrity come to see you, you become famous. Till then, nobody knew about me. So when the celebrity happened to visit my office and I gave them a reading, and of course they tell their friend, and that's how you become famous. About two and a half years ago, I had a wonderful lady who asked me, why don't you go and do a whole course about how to read people? I wasn't ready then, I was busy spiritually and busy physically. So that's why I decided that this time, this day, today, when tonight the moon is shifting from the end of Scorpio into Sagittarius, so I thought that would be a good time to elevate this knowledge. We say that the thumb is Keter, is crown. People from India, when they read their palm, they read most of the stuff on, only on the thumb. They don't need to look at the palm of your hand. It's enough to look at the thumb. The thumb has all the information. The thumb carry everything that you want to know about the person. That's how far it go. For that reason, when a kid lied to you and you ask them a question, they're hiding the thumb. The way that they're hiding it is because of fear. You're hiding Keter, you're hiding the crown. You're hiding who you are, you're hiding your personality. Because within the thumb, there is all the secret of who you are and your life as well. Now, the thumb is basically being divided into three. The part where the nails is, then you have the other between the first joint to the second joint, that part, and then the last part is between the second joint all the way to the bottom uh, of, of your hand, from here to here. This is the third part. Now the first part, again, I'm gonna read it to you, and hopefully uh, when we set it up, we're gonna have all kind of picture and everything uh, on the computer so you will be able to follow it. So, when we talk about uh, the thumb, let me read it to you because it's kind of uh, important. The first part, which is the nail, is representing your desire. What type of desire and how much desire you have. Then we come to the second part in between. It's called the logic, the mind, the thought, the intellectual. And then the third part is the passion, is love, is sexuality. So this is the three part of the thumb. So if I will draw it to you from the front, and let's say that this is will be the thumb, okay? And that will be the joint. That will be the nail, okay? And that will be the continuation of the hand. So we have the first part, where is the nails, the second, and the third. So this is represent the desire. Sometimes you will see people with the element of the desire being damaged. You will see that the nails is not being built well. They call it the killer thumb. And within the killer thumb, what's happening there, it doesn't mean that those people are killer. Uh, I saw it in many books, and I'm not agree with that because I did more than 10,000 readings in my life. The killer thumb, or what they call the reactive thumb, 
is people who are, their desire is going down to what we call animal kingdom. There is a human kingdom desire and animal kingdom. Example, if I will give a $100 bill to a dog, I don't think the dog will appreciate it or will understand that that's what the dog wants in their life. They will not translate it that with this $100, they actually can buy food. But if you give it to a human, the human have a different type of desire, different type of intelligence, and the human understands that I can translate this $100 into a piece of clothing or food or whatever they need in their life. So the desire is not being developed well, will represent by the nail part of the thumb. So when you look at people, if you're going on a date or you're going in a partnership, the first thing you're looking at is the thumb, how good the thumb has been built. After all, if you look at the difference between monkeys and human, the only difference between monkeys and human is the thumb. For that reason, it's called in Kabbalah the crown, Keter, the main thing, the seed level of everything. I tell you even more secret. You know, when human born with some difficult, or I should say mental disease, the first way I know where is it going to go is just by looking at their thumb. If the thumb being developed well, the brain will be developed well. The thumb represents so many things. Long thumb, more intelligent. Short thumb, more practicality intelligent. So long thumb will be people who are more philosophical, like to speak. Short thumb, people who like more to do, okay, and more practical. But let's go back to the nail part. If you see a person with a nail, very short nail, and very short nail joint, if I may call it, the, chap the chapter one of the, of the thumb, that means that that person might be overly reactive. Now, we cannot judge a person just by one part. For that reason, we need to learn about the face, we need to learn about the thumb, we need to learn about the whole picture. And then we can give some idea and to analyze it and to that directed person to a better journey or connect to them in a better way because we are not here to judge we are here to analyze the brain and by analyzing that brain that person we can actually advise them or at least communicate with them in a better way okay so the second part of the thumb number two is between the joint, the first where the joint is, to the second joint. That part is the logic. It's more the intellectual part of the brain. That part is a very important part because within this part, you are actually know if the per person likes to think, if the person likes to get out of that just practicality and just think. Because there is people who only care for practical. They only care... How can I manifest whatever I have on my table? And it's nice, but it's boring in a way for people who like to think. Because the one who likes to think is the people who are shaping our universe. Is the people who are telling us how the universe will go. Is the people who are thinking and then put it into book and then shape our mind for generations to come. After all, the Bible shapes a lot of people's mind. Include many famous books. It makes you think in a certain way. 
those people that are writer, philosopher, intellectual, usually will have the logical part of their thumb longer than the other part. Now, the last part of the thumb, it's, co it's connected to Venus, connected to love, lust, sex. It's more passionate. How passionate the person is. If the last part is short, now how, how is it can become short? Well, when you see, it can be sometimes two parts. The upper two part is strong, and then the thumb is attached to the palm of the hand, and there is no space at all. That means the last part is not even exist. That means that person has no passion, no lust, no, no feeling, no love, no excitement about life. And for that reason, when you're going to try to communicate with them about feeling, they may not have a clue what you're talking about. When you communicate with them on logic, on a logical scale, on a logical level, they will understand you if their middle part being developed. Then, if the upper part being damaged or being developed, you have to talk to their desire. So people who have a good first part of the thumb, I mean it's been built well, those people, can you, you can communicate with them on more what they want and more about getting into manifestation of them. Now, if the first part has been damaged, the nerve has been damaged, the finger has been damaged, whatever through accident or the bone this way, that means that in that area, they don't know yet how to want. And a lot of time we meet people who don't know how they want. And it's very sad because when you want, you're allowing other people to give you. When you don't want, you are pushing people away from giving to you. We find that a lot of time with people who found religion as, a, as an answer. Unfortunately, religion is a, is a good thing, but it can turn into bad things if that's the only thing you have in your life. You cannot have only religion. You have to open your mind to so many other things and then finding God. Because religion is not necessarily mean God. You know, God doesn't wear yarmulke or cross. God is an energy. It's just a vibe, vibration of wonderful energy. And that vibration that comes down is a frequency of that vibration is sharing and giving and love. When you act with sharing, giving, and love, that frequency, that energy, that vibration vibrate in the same type of sequence, if I may say, of frequency of God, of the divine. And then you have connection. So yes, religion meant to be gathering people together, gather the tribe together, that everybody in the tribe will be able to care for one another and will be able to connect to a higher divine things. But not all the time this is happening. So the thumb, just to summarize, is basically everything. When you look at people, you would know they have logic strong, desire is strong, feeling is strong. You can tell a lot about them. And of course, long thumb, that being divided equally, it's a perfect thumb. You are in front of you, somebody who's able to communicate, somebody who's able to desire well, somebody who is able to feel well.
Now, a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists, usually have a long thumb. See, if you go into a psychologist that doesn't have a long thumb, I'm not suggesting it. And of course, everything is relative to the hand. Some people will have a long thumb, but relative to the hand, it's not so long. So it's all relative. Good. Now, the next thing about the thumb is how flexible it is. There is basically thumb that are super flexible, and which part is flexible? The desired part, which means the, the upper part. So some people, the upper part doesn't go, for mine, going all the way back. There is people, it's like that, doesn't even go back. There is people, it's in the middle. Okay, so there is one, there is two, and there is totally going to the other side. So when the thumb is too flexible, those people's opinion is very open. This is a good people to be their friend because they will go with you, they will have fun with you. The only problem with them, they will agree with a lot of people. So it will feel difficult because if you ask them, do you think that was right? They say yes. And if you ask them the opposite of that thing that you just say was right, they will say yes too. So no matter what you do, they will say yes. They will just flow with that energy. And sometimes it's fun, you know, when it has to do with non-committed relationship. But when it's coming to a committed relationship, those people as we develop some spiritual bonds and spine into their relationship, and they need to understand that part of the journey in this lifetime is to be committed. Because if they're not committed, they will never know what happened with their journey. A lot of times those people are not committed to things because they're afraid of their rejection. They're afraid of the abandonment. They're afraid of, of what they need to deal with. So what they do, they just never commit, and through that, they are safe. But don't understand me wrong, it's not always bad. It's fun to be with them. They are the best to be with. They are the best people to be with. But, you know, when it's come to using them or forcing them to the corner to make decisions and confront them to say yes from no, no from yes, you're not always going to hear an opinion. You know, they will, able, they will be able to show you the two sides of the coin in a very fair way. For that reason, a lot of judges, you know, have a flexible thumb. Now, there is a thumb which is not so flexible, but it's not so bad. So it's just straight. When the thumb is straight and it's not flexible, those people are stubborn. Those people are holding their opinion very strong. Usually they're born in the month of Capricorn and the month of Taurus. So they are very strong about their opinion. If you talk to them, they will not change their mind. You will have to be really good before you speak to them. Because if you speak to them and they are not understanding or agree with you, they will say, I disagree. But if you will be able to touch their intellectual, their logic, and of course you have to look at their thumb and know how to communicate with them, to their desire, logic, or love, or lust. Because every person has something in them that that's the way they communicate. So when you are start communicate with somebody that the thumb is strong, you cannot 
just dwell on their emotions, on their feeling. They need a proof. They need to see something that makes sense to them, and then they will be ready to change their mind. The third type of thumb is the thumb that's going toward the palm. So those people are very close-minded. Super close-minded, usually they will disagree with you even if it makes sense, because they will not hear you. Those people are very narrow-minded, and they are needed to be narrow-minded. Don't try to change them. They were created by God for that reason, that they need to serve the world in a certain way. They are the type of people who need to serve. They are the type of people who need to work for others. They know their job. They need to do their job and don't bother them with that. So when you come up with your own new idea, it's a very difficult thing for them to go ahead and just agree with you or change their mind because they're afraid once they agree with you and they change their mind, then the next thing they will do, they will not follow what they're doing today. So what they do, you just stick to the plan, never change, everything will be as yesterday, no change at all. And when you come to talk to them about changing, it will be almost impossible for you to affect them in any other way. So I just want to make sure that it's important that we um, learn how to communicate in the best way we can. Now, sometimes you will look at the person that it will have a thumb that, as I said, the nail part look really bad and the thumb is very short. Again, the books call those people the killer thumb. Those people are not killer. But those people are acting like animals. And if you tell them that, they will get angry with you as well. So don't tell them. I'm telling it to you. And I'm sorry for those of you looking at the hand right now and judging yourself. What does the animal act like? The animal has the strongest intuition. But intuition, it doesn't mean you're psychic. Intuition means that you only feel what's happening right now. That's all what you can feel. But you don't feel what happened in five minutes. So if you get scared of someone, for the rest of your life, you think they're scary. For the rest of your life, you think they have a problem. Intuition, it doesn't mean that you have Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean you have Ruach HaKodesh. Intuition means that I feel what I feel about that person right now. But that might change after five minutes. And for that reason, the animal kingdom that control people can affect them in such a bad way on decision-making because they will be so reactive toward what they feel and I'm not saying they're wrong about what they feel. I'm just saying that while you feel that way, it might change five hours later. So you can make decisions only based on your feeling. It's important that you use other things. Now, if you're born with that type of finger, the reactive finger, you have to get into a place that you are not trusting what is the big picture, but you trust your intuition, which means you're right that that person is a negative person. But you're wrong that that person will never change. You have to find the balance between the two. You cannot 
be right about that person because you only see a part. And because you only see a part, your judgment is incorrect. It's not true. But because you live like an animal, then you survive. Everything is on surviving skills. Everything is in the red chakra. Everything is about how can I survive this life. And for that reason, that creates a problem. Good. I'm happy we are covering most of what I need to tell you about the thumb. Now, let me tell you more, more things about the fingers and how it built. Basically, as I said to you before, there is name for the finger based on Kabbalah, but there is also name to the finger based on the planet. So, for example, the thumb represents Venus. Venus controls Libra and Taurus. The index finger represents Jupiter. Jupiter controls Pisces, right? And Sagittarius. The middle finger represents Saturn. Saturn represents Capricorn and Aquarius. The ring finger represents the sun. The sun represents the sign of Leo. The pinky finger represents basically Mercury. Mercury represents the sign of the zodiac of Gemini and Virgo. Now, where is the three signs of Cancer, Scorpion, and Aries? That's a very good question. So, in the picture, as you're going to sit on the computer later, you're going to have, basically, on the palm of your hand, exactly in this area, and you can see it in the picture, exactly in this area, this is Mars, and this is Mars. Mars and Mars, okay? So, this is the two Mars, this area, this whole area of Mars controlling Scorpio and Aries. Below that, almost at the bottom here, is the moon. And the moon represents cancer. So you have an astrological chart on your hand. Everything that's happening in your hand is actually coming from astrology. What's the purpose of knowing it all, to remind you? The flow of light that's supposed to come through, the meridian, the chakra, the spherot, the energy level that has to come through us and shine to other people, is blocked. And when it's blocked, that light cannot come to us and through us to others. And because of that, we have to do what we call tikkun, or in Hebrew, or in English, correction, and we have to correct ourselves. So let's start talking about the finger now. The index finger, which is controlled by Jupiter, represents the planet Jupiter is the largest planet. So it represents control, it represents leadership, it represents power, it represents religion, it represents um, war. Jupiter. Saturn represents the whole idea of seriousness. You know, because if you look at Saturn, there is a ring around Saturn. That ring around Saturn gives you a way to understand that everything has to go according to the rules, even that Aquarius go against the rule. By going against the rules, that's a rule by itself too. Don't tell it to Aquarius, they will hate you. But that's the truth. 
Even Aquarius think that they're only, always breaking the rules. Not always correct. Breaking the rules is the rules by itself. So the middle finger is Saturn. Represent the heavy part of life, represent your father, representing yourself, representing your sadness, representing what you need to deal with in life. What is the bitter side of your life? The ring finger, representing the sun. This has to do with pride, with ego. Kavod. Who am I? Who respect me? Who do I hate? Who is jealous for me? Who am I jealous of? All of those things is in the ring finger. A lot of ego involved there, like a Leo. The pinky finger represents communication because it's ruled by Mercury. Communication and money. Everything about the pinky finger represents the person is a great speaker. If the finger, the pinky finger, is long, is large, not large, long, that means that that person will be great in communication, not necessarily good in money. We're going to get into money when we get to the face. But great communicator will be able to explain things to people in a way that they will actually understand them. So, what about the size of your finger? Does that relate to anything? Of course. If the index finger is longer than the ring finger, that means that person is searching to be more control. And they have control issue. If the ring finger is longer, than the index finger. That person looking more to be respected. That person is looking more to have fun. That person is like controlled by the sun. So what is the sun represent? What is Leo represent? Fame. I don't want just the money. I don't want to control anybody. I want to be famous. That's all what I want. How can I be famous? That's what I'm looking for. That's why it's called long finger. So whenever you look at the hand and you see the index finger, is the ruler of the hand, that's when you're dealing with the index finger is ruler of a control person. Whenever you say the ring figure is the one, that's when you're dealing with person who looking to be respected. And based on that, now if you see a Mercury, this, the pinky finger is long, that's when it's a great communicator. So you can talk to them in a very easy way. If you see a short pinky finger, not only bad communicator, also if the finger is really short, could be that person been adopted, or last lifetime he was adopted, or he has severe rejection and abandonment issue, has to do with Mercury, so that's why their movement is a little bit slow. Everything that happened with your Mercury finger has to do with your movement, has to do with your, who you are. You know, from a money point of view, communication. Everything happened to your thumb has to do with your passion, has to do with Venus, because the thumb by itself represent the planet Venus. So what is Venus? Venus is all the passion or the strength, you know, of how much I want, how lovely is that cake, how beautiful the cake look, how much I appreciate the beauty of diamond, the price of diamond, the money, the luxurious part of life, all within Venus. Short Venus, people are not so much passionate. They're good too, I'm not saying they're bad, because we're living in the universe that there's so many types of people. Nobody is bad. Nobody is good. We are just a mix of people living together. I mean, if it will be just tiger in the jungle, no duck. Too many tiger, it's not so pretty. But the universe has such a variety of animal, variety of human. So we will live together, help each other, 
in whatever things that we might need. Good. Now, when we come to talk about the finger, before even we're going into the palm of the hand, which is the old Torah, we need to know that God created us with the fingernails. The Zohar mentioned that the fingernails are representing the memory that we had in the first time God created human. It's written in the Midrash, it's written in the storytell that when God created human, they didn't have a human skin like we have today. They only have the, the idea of nails covering the entire body. The entire body was made from nail. Can you imagine? So for that reason, they were immortal. They could never die. Because if you cut the arm, the nail keep growing. The nail never stopped growing. That's, that's amazing, right? I mean, if you think about it, if we can take the cell from the nail and inject it to our body, maybe we will live forever. Maybe that's a new discovery. So for us, we understand that there is secret within the nail. Now, first part about the nails, first come first, cutting the nails. When you're cutting your nails, you cannot throw just the nails on the floor, on a table. It's the best requirement, the best important thing is to cut your nails above a napkin and then flush it down the toilet or burn it. The Kabbalists used to burn it, but never to leave even a small piece in your house. The Zohar and the Talmud write, if a pregnant woman walk over and nails that been cut and it's on the floor, she even might lose her baby. How can that be? I mean, those of you who listen to me for the first time say it doesn't make sense. Well, I'm not here to prove it to you, and I hope I will never need to prove it to you, but I'm just reading from the book what the book ever to share with us. So the nails by itself, has within them a lot of power. On top of it, let me tell you something more powerful than that. Black magic. I don't know how many of you know what black magic is. Most of black magic used by fingernails. Most black magic. And there is a reason why I'm not mentioning the toes and the, and the foot, because we're talking only about the hand. We're not reading the foot, we're reading here. Okay, remember, that's what we're reading. So the nails itself represent so many things. And remember, when you cut your nails, be very careful how, when you cut it, you remove the clipot, you remove the negativity from your life. It's a moment of truth between you and your soul. It's a moment that you're cutting away whatever bothering you all week, all month, all year. It's not just a thing. Now, I know that with women, you usually go to a nail salon and somebody cutting your nails and throw it on the floor. Well, I guess that's the place that was designed for it, so it's not such a bad thing, you know? So it can stay there and they will throw it later on. Hopefully nobody do black magic there, because if they do, you are in big trouble, you know? But the best way is to ask them maybe to have a napkin or paper below you, so when they cut the nails, you can collect it and burn it yourself, and then no damage can happen to you. Because the nails is very much the part that extends out of the body. 
And for that reason, the Dark Lord is controlling that part. After all, that's the only thing that left on our body after the serpent, the snake, and the Dark Lord seducing us to eat from the tree of knowledge. So now what's left in our body is a memory for what it used to be looking like body from nails. Now, sometimes you're going to see white dot appear on your uh, nail. And I know that if you went to the same doctor I went to, they talked to you about calcium deposit or calcium missing. According to the Zohar Kabbalah, it's all about calcium. If those white doubts appear on your nails on the right hand, that means there is something that is about to happen in your life which is very good, which is excellent, excellent, excellent good. On the left hand, if it appears, that means that it's something that negative that was prevented. So in both ends, it's actually very good. One is for something good that will happen. One is a cancellation of something negative. Example, if it's appear on your right hand and it's appear in the right place, so there is a certain amount of money that's supposed to come into your life. If it's appear on the left hand, that's a certain amount of money you're supposed to lose, but you're not going to lose it because the white dot appear on the nails. Now, how do we know what it's what? So let's start. If the white spot, white spot, appear on the thumb, okay, it has to do with life, with your health, for how long you're going to live. Okay, so that's good. If it appears on your index finger, it has to do with healing or health of... Uh, somebody who is relative to you. If it's appear on your middle finger, it has to do with your relationship to your soulmate, to your romantic relationship with somebody next to you. If it's appear on the ring finger, there is a good news coming. And if it's appear on pinky finger, that means there is money and a great communication with someone. And of course, let's, let's repeat again. When you are avid on the left pinky, on the left hand, right, pinky finger, the white dots, that means you are about to lose money, but you're not going to lose it, which is a great news, which is a great, great news. If it's at the right, that means there is a money coming your way. So this is when it's come to the white dots on the nail, Please be aware that there is a time management. I'm not going to go into details because I have to see you. When I see you, I will tell you how long until these things will be manifest. Now, another thing on the fingernails, that there is in the roots of the nails, There is, here, if this is the nail, okay, here will appear 
something white in the bottom of your nail. That white thing at the bottom of your nail represents your immune system. How immune are you to deal with different disease? Now, we need to have it at least on the thumb. You don't have to have it in your entire palm, but if you don't have it on your thumb, there is a worry that will not be able to deal with different type of disease, with different type of sickness. And unfortunately, when a person not having it, it doesn't mean this is a decree. It means that there's something need to change. And the Zohar is teaching us that the white part in the bottom of the nails represent chasadim, represent mercy, represent giving, represent kindness, represent gratitude. So the Zohar explained, the book of the Zohar, I'm sorry, the book of the Zohar written 2,000 years ago, explained when a person is start getting into the idea of giving, the immune system starts to become better. Giving is a very important part. I know a lot of people are skipping over giving because they think it's all about charity, it's all about somebody wants something for me, but it's more than that. It's much more than just waiting for somebody to ask for charity and then you pay. I'm talking about something much more uh, powerful than that. Because through giving, you can actually make yourself healthy. And for that reason, it's in the book of Amos, the prophet, it's written, charity will save you from death. Does that mean that only people who have money can save themselves from death? Because when they give charity, they will be saved from death? Well, everybody needs to give charity. It doesn't matter if you're poor or rich. Once you have a little bit uh, of something, you give these things away. It's written one of the most famous stories on the greatest rabbi of all time. His name is Rabbi Akiva. And he was married to a daughter of a rich man named Rachel. And when her father heard that she's married somebody who's uneducated, he told her she would not receive any money from him, even if she was daughter of a rich man. So he basically kicked her out from the house with her husband, Rabbi Akiva, who later on became one of the most famous rabbis of all time. And what happened? They found themselves sleeping in a barn with the, with the chicken, with the horses, with the, with, the, with the cow. And all what they have into their life was basically hay that they can sleep on. That's all what they have. And one evening, an angel come to test them. And the angel named Elisha, the prophet, say, my wife is giving birth. May I borrow this hay so she can lean on so everything will be easy. And they say, of course. The day after, Rabbi Akiva started his journey of spirituality. So the commentary asked, why couldn't he start the journey of spirituality before? Because when you study spirituality for the sake of receiving only, that spirituality will not serve you or others. It will actually destroy you and destroy others. Spirituality ignites, spirituality making and injecting 
more power into the existence of now. So if you're already a negative person and you add spirituality to it and you ex expect it to become better, unfortunately it becomes worse because what end up happening, what end up happening, it makes you worse on the negative direction. But if you take spirituality while you do sharing, then that spirituality takes you to another level. That words I just shared with you is coming from a book called Pirkei Avot, from a Mishnah. And the Mishnah is teaching us something profound. The Mishnah teaching us whoever his wisdom is greater than his action, his wisdom not exist. Whoever his action is more than his wisdom, his wisdom will be exist forever. Meaning, a lot of time people are busy using philosophy and wisdom more than actually turn it into an action that they can help other people. That wisdom will not last. But when a wisdom is attached to an action, how can I turn it into an action of sharing? Then that wisdom, of course, will last. Let me see if I want to share in this subject more before I'm going even to more and more and more information. Good. So now we're going into the palm of your hand. The palm of your hand, if you touch it right now, you will see that some people has more meat in the palm, some people has less. There is area next to the finger that there is more meat, there is area which is empty. Those area which is more flashy, more exist, more fat, but it's not fat. This is called the mount. The mount is when you have more flash in that area under the finger. And of course, other under the thumb, it's the Mount of Venus. Under uh, the index finger, in the Mount of Jupiter, like we explained before. Under Saturn, supposed to be empty. Because Saturn is supposed to be empty. If there is a Mount under Saturn, that's an issue of Saturn. That means this person is overly judgmental of himself and, or herself. And for that reason, they're so busy with their ego, how bad they are, that they cannot make it good for them or others. Above the, in, the, the ring finger, that's the amount of fame. That's the amount of ego. That's the amount. And there's nothing wrong with ego. Ego is beautiful. If you control it, what's wrong with the ego? It's fun. You're watching somebody with ego say, I'm the best, I'm the best. Nothing is wrong with that if you use it in the right way. Above Mercury is the amount of communication and money. And then when you look at the hand, of course, you have at the bottom the moon, how good it will be built. That's how the person will be with his imagination or his emotions. Now, the lines on the hand are running between those mounts. And you, by remembering the mount and understanding where the line touching, you would know so much about that person. And by looking at the hand, just by what I teach you in less than one hour, you already know so much about people. There is so much to tell you. There is so much to teach you. But I'm telling you, you're already knowing so much. Now, 
Why do we need lines? <laughs> in the hand. Why is it important? Well, the line in the hand is manifestation of your personality. It's called the malchut level of everything that going on in your soul, in your behavior. When you have vertical line on the hand, those are sharing line. When you have horizontal line, those are receiving line. Now, there is a story about Rabbi Isaac Luria and Rabbi Chaim Vital, the most famous couple. Rabbi Isaac Luria, great psychic and teacher and Kabbalist. Rabbi Chaim Vital, his student. And of course, Rabbi Chaim Vital being a tough student, testing his teacher all the time if his teacher is for real. And the way he tests him, he always bringing him into a place to prove to him that he's for real. So the story goes like this, that one day he's sending him a woman, and he said to a woman, I will pay you money, just ask him three questions. She arrived to Rabbi Ezekluria. She's sitting there with a question. She's shaking because she knows she's lying. And Rabbi Isaac Luria look at her face and say, can you please tell my student, Rabbi Chaim Vital, to stop testing me? And this is a very famous story. But of course, that type of reading, that level of reading is very hard to reach. Rabbi Isaac Luria was able to read flowers, candles, trees, we're talking birds, everything. He reached that ultimate level that he understand the conversation of the universe. It's written in the Zohar and the Ari, Rabbi Isaac Luria, that every day the birds are talking and telling us what's going to be today. The birds. Some birds are doing it by flapping their wings. Some birds are doing it by chirping. Two of that way by the flapping, they're allowing the message to come down and the message to go up. Every prayer that you pray, everything that you're asking for, has to go to the flapping of the birds. For that reason, in a place that there is no birds, there is no people. Because without the birds, there is no communication to the up and to the down. This is like a very important message for all of us to understand how everything around us is a living thing. Flowers. Trees, stone, birds, animals, everything around us is unbelievable, giving us the message. Now, the line, there is line that lasts forever, and there are the major line, like the lifeline, heart line, headline, fortune line. Some of the other lines are not there to stay. They appear in the morning and then gone. The morning is the best time, according to the Hindu study, is the best time to look at your head because you can see everything. Now, when people talk about line of life, everybody wants to have a long line of life, and they're very happy when they have it. What is life? We have to ask, what is life? It's two things. Quality and quantity. It's not going to have long life and suffer. And you don't want to have a quality and die. 
Some people have the best quality of life, and they die when they're 35. Some people have a long life, they die by the year 97, but they suffer every day of their life. I'm not here to ask you which one you like better, because I don't think it's fair. But I will tell you that there is a way to change your lifeline in a way that everything can get better. But on the line, we will talk next time. Thank you.